Whiskey Aficionados. I'm Michael Roberts here with the great Tim McNeely here at the Bakersfield Whiskey Society. And today our guest is Jenna, also known as Whiskey A Go Girl. And she is a professional whiskey aficionado, somebody that a lot of people listen to, pay attention to, and and really go through and listen to what she has to say about whiskey, not just you know, one particular brand of whiskeys, but a whole variety of different whiskeys. And she's been featured in Forbes as well as a variety of other publications. And she is somebody that we have been excited and very much looking forward to having on this podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Jenna. Thank you very much for that very kind introduction. I'm very excited to be here. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, whiskey influencer. How does someone get to be that? Oh, you know, that's a... Uh, that word is, you know, an interesting word. <laughs> um, I, I guess, gosh, I don't even know where to start. So I just started this account because I wanted to learn about whiskey and I had kind of like an aha moment with whiskey and it surprised me. And when I'm kind of taken by surprise, I want to absorb as much information about something as I possibly can. So mm-hmm. I, kind of had this, you know, moment where I fell in love with whiskey and I I wanted to learn about it and I wanted to know why I liked it and I wanted to understand, you know, what it was and why it was making me feel the way it did. And so I, I started the account because I was familiar with the platform of Instagram. Um, I had grown a vintage retail business through Instagram a few years before, so I was really familiar with the platform. And I knew that, you know, behind all those little squares were real people. There were communities of people who I knew could, you know, potentially help me understand what it is I was, you know, liking and why I was liking it. And and so I started the account. Um, it'll be three years in May this year that I started the account. And it just kind of, you know, snowballed quickly into what it is. And that's that's really all I got on that. <laughs> um, I think my, my biggest piece of advice, I guess, in that realm is that I, I always just kept it real and I was a real person asking real questions, talking to real people. And that's something that I've always kind of held on to and, and really, you know, nurtured along the way. So I, I think that has a big you know piece to do with it. Right. So, so you started it because it was something you enjoyed. You said, you know, you wanted to find out why whiskey made you feel the way it does. Usually it's the alcohol content I find out, but uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So, so you start this thing, but when did people start coming to you and asking, you know, what do you like? What, why do you like it? Tell us about this, Jenna. Um, that was probably, I would say a year into having the account is when I kind of noticed a shift in, you know, brands were starting to reach out to me to ask me to review, you know, their products, which was so mind-blowing to me, you know, only having been doing that for such a short amount of time and to, you know, have people who, you know, some people spend their whole life creating, you know, this this beautiful drink that we love so much and to have them kind of trust that, you know, in my my palate was, was a huge honor. And so uh, about a year into it is when I kind of noticed that shift and that's when people started, you know, I was posting more reviews at that time. And so naturally I had more people kind of asking me about the whiskeys that I was talking about and the whiskeys that I was drinking. And that just kind of, you know, has never stopped, which I'm so grateful for because that is uh, that is one of the, you know, parts of this that I love so much is, you know, to be able to try all these different whiskeys and then just to talk to people about it. One of the things that 
is the reason we started the Bakersfield Whiskey Society is to help educate people on whiskey and to inform them, as we jokingly say, that whiskey uh, doesn't come from BevMo. And, right. uh, and how did you learn through this process of self-discovery how you were able to find out what not only what whiskeys you didn't like, but why you didn't like particular whiskeys? So, you know, I guess my, my first real experience, you know, with watching production side, you know, seeing actual real people make the product was um, last year in April, I went to Scotland for the first time. And mm. the first distillery that I ever stepped foot in um, was Glenfiddich. That was mm. the first distillery my feet ever touched ground in. And that was a, a really amazing experience to just see you have just regular hard working people, you know, whose whose life this is to, you know, put this great drink in a in a bottle that, you know, we essentially get to judge and say, I like this or I don't. And that was that was a big, you know, kind of turning point for me. But I have to say that from the beginning, from day one, you know, I just have been so lucky to have met so many people in the whiskey community, you know, whether that's on production side or whether that's, you know, ambassadors or just people who enjoy the product. You know, I, I, I truly believe that the people behind it are more important than the whiskey itself. And I think that there are some really fascinating, brilliant human beings out there making some really brilliant and fascinating whiskey. And, um, so I, I would say from the beginning, I always had a love for the people behind, you know, this industry, but really seeing it for the first time, you know, back in April was, was a huge thing for me. So, so I guess so that's... Back, so back in April at, a, at, at Glenfiddich when you were there, right, you said first mm-hmm. time kind of touring a distillery. Did you, did you have any surprises at all when you were there? Um, I mean, you know, you can pull up you know, all kinds of information on the good old interwebs and you can kind of put together what you think it's going to be like. Um, But it is so much more magnificent in person than I could have ever imagined. I mean, from stepping foot off of, you know, the bus that we were on onto the distillery, the smells that are in the air just hit your face. You know, it's just the smack of aromas and it is, it is just from, I mean, I wasn't even, you know, in the distillery yet, and I was smelling all of these beautiful malty smells that were in the air. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think, I don't know, I, I was a little surprised that, you know, I guess just the size of these distilleries are huge. And, you know, they, they take up a lot of space, and, and the warehouses are, you know, huge as well. But I, I think the thing that really just sticks with me are, are the smells of that place, you know, from, you know, from stepping off the bus to walking through you know, these, these warehouses that are like damp and musty and, you know, kind of gross, but in the best way possible. And <laughs> I, I think that's probably what I remember most is, you know, those, those aromatic memories that I created while I was there. Oh, fun. Yeah, we were talking to Greg Schwartz, director of Water of Life, and, and ask him mm-hmm. 
asked the same question. We said, you know, what surprised you as you were touring the distilleries? And he said how little was going on. He said, I, I was actually surprised by the lack of activity that I saw. Right. right? Because whiskey, it's a process to make it. It's not yeah, you know, something you is. just make and bottle and it's off, right? It, it's got to age. And so, you know, the, the other really important thing I think you hit on is the community, right? Behind every single one of these bottles yeah. is a story. It's a team of people. It's, it's, it's yeah. craftsmen. And right, not just the the maker side of it, but also the consumer side of it too. And I know, you know that's one thing Michael and I have enjoyed so much about this is just meeting the people. And so, do you have a, a fun story about community or, or a sense of people coming together over a good dram that you remember? Yeah, you know, I, my my first time really kind of stepping foot in into the community in like a physical, you know, actual person to person type of way was um, I went and met the ambassador for Glenfiddich. <laughs> They've played a big role in my whiskey journey. <laughs> um, I went and met Jennifer Wren, who is the ambassador for them. Um, one night she invited me to go down to Bar Jackalope, and I was so surprised that she invited. This was, you know, about a year into to having the account and kind of starting this journey, and she invited me to come down and and just hang out and, you know, just talk and about whiskey and it was that moment, you know, I tell people this all the time, that moment was so huge for me because I got to sit there with her. Um, we had Toby from Monkey Shoulder. He was there. The ambassador for Bladnock was there. And they were, we were just all sitting around the table drinking Glenfiddich 21, which that was the first time I ever had it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, somebody pinched me. I can't believe I'm here with these brilliant people who have all these great stories, you know, about this industry. And I'm drinking Glenfiddich 21. Like, how is this my life? I think we were eating pizza, too, which, I mean, add pizza to anything, and it's magnificent, <laughs> you know? So we're all sitting there, and, and they're just talking about their experiences and stories in this industry, and they're sharing with me all these, like, morsels of information, and it, it was just like we, we had all known each other for, you know, 20 years. Like, we had grown up together. It, it's The beautiful thing about whiskey is that, you know, it is it, – it is, one of those things that just brings so many people from all walks of life together. It's like you leave all of your bullshit at the door and you just come in and everybody's welcome to the table and we can sit down and we can just all, you know, gush over a whiskey and we don't even all have to like it. Some of us may like it, some of us may not, but we can still sit and just talk about it. And, and I love that. And I, I love that about this community is that, you know, you have so many different types of people from all corners of the world and, you know, we can all come together and just share our love for the spirit, which is, you know, really what whiskey's about. So, yeah, no, so that true. was probably my big moment. And one of the things I find so fascinating about Instagram groups and influencers is the community in which they build. And you have definitely made your mark in that area because a lot of different whiskeys come and they value your opinion and what you have to what you have to offer and one of the things that 
I read one of your other articles in doing before we did this interview is you you briefly talked about there's a lot of work that goes into each of your posts. And so if you wouldn't mind just because a lot of people go on an Instagram account or or any other piece of social media and a picture is a picture is a picture is a picture. They they don't realize the amount of work that's involved in making that, you know, that one seemingly simple selfie um, that is actually sure. perfectly staged. How, how does that, what is that process, process and how does that work? So with anything that I put out, I really only like to talk about the whiskeys that I do like. And the reason for that is I don't want to ever say, oh, well, I don't like this whiskey. And I never want to make somebody not want to go try that simply because I don't like it. You know, Hmm. just because I don't like it doesn't mean that you won't like it. You know, I could say, oh, well, you know, this this whiskey from, you know, blah, blah, blah is the worst thing I've ever had. And then you don't go and try it. But what if you go and try it and it's your it's your favorite whiskey? Right. So I always tell people, you know, especially brands who reach out, I always tell them and I'm always upfront and honest. They say I will, you know. you're more than welcome to to send your product to be reviewed. But if I don't like it, I will not post about it. Mm. Um, And that's just the way it is. And that's just the way I am. And I don't plan on changing that. I don't ever want to just put something out there to put it out there. What I put out there is true, genuine, honest, you know, emotion, essentially. So, you know, so so when I I get a whiskey, um, I always have to sit with it. And I like to sit with it for at least, you know, two weeks before I give it a, an honest review because, you know, as we know, the, Sometimes you open on a you. brand new bottle. Exactly. And you open a brand new bottle of whiskey and it's going to taste different on day one than it is going to taste, you know, on day 14. So, right. you know, I, I want to give it a chance, you know, before I say, oh, well, this is, this is garbage. I don't want to talk about this or, you know, this is the greatest thing I've ever had. So I always like to sit with, you know, whiskey and really get to know it. And while, you know, over the course of that two weeks, I really like to dig in deep and I really like to research as much as I can about the product, not only about the product, but the people behind it. And so I'm always asking questions. I'm always, you know, going through books or, you know, reading interviews with people or, you know, whatever the case is, I want to try and find as much information as I possibly can so I can form the best opinion that I possibly can. So, um, you know, as far as the, the photo part of that goes, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I just, you know, sometimes I only have five minutes to snap a photo, you know, in between, you know, work or if I'm, you know, on my lunch break or whatever the case is. Sometimes I don't have a lot of time, so it's just a, a, a quick photo. But, um, you know, sometimes they are more thought out and, you know, that takes time. So, but I would have to say that that that's the easy part. The photo the photo aspect is the easy part. It's the actual review part that I think stresses me out the most because you know I I want it to be as fair as possible you know mm-hmm. to the product. You know the thing that I really took away from what you just said that is so relatable to our listeners is the process in trying a new whiskey. 
because yeah. just like what you what you mentioned is your first impressions may not be the lasting impressions if you do it correctly and if right. you go through and you take you take that two week period to go through and and try a different whiskey and you know you try the whiskey and you try and let it aromatic a bit out a bit and you try it with this and that and the other thing you may discover that no it doesn't taste like band-aids it actually tastes pretty good right I mean, sometimes band-aids taste good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I, and I really appreciated the other thing you, you touched on, which is the fact that you like to stay positive in your reviews and you like to talk about what you like and not so much about what you don't like. And, and that's right. actually very much a, a core value of our society, too. We always tell people, hey, we'll geek out with you all night long. We'll get technical about these things. We'll identify all sorts of obscure flavors. But the, the end of the day, there's one question you got to you got to ask and it's do you like this whiskey because that's the only thing yep. that matters my opinion doesn't matter michael's opinion doesn't matter it's, hey, hey, hey 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 well, yours may matter a little more <laughs> well, well but i value hers the most so hey but right we all have different case buds and so so yes. drink what you enjoy and right exactly. and, we do, and we do depend on people like you to, to help filter and bring some stuff to us and put in front of us and 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 you know so you play a very valuable role in this whole process but you know at the end of the day everyone has different taste buds and so yep. I, I love that, that that's part of what you focus on and, and really hone in on on your reviews so yeah I just, and too it's, it's an opportunity to just tell people maybe about something they wouldn't typically look at on a shelf or mm. you know maybe a region of Scotland or you know a bourbon or you know, a whiskey from Switzerland or Australia that maybe you would never, you know, think to even try. So yeah. that that's the bigger reason is if I'm influencing anyone in any way, it's just to I'm trying to, you know, get people to kind of go out of their, their comfort zones and, and to try something because there's so much great whiskey out there. Yeah. So so speaking of great whiskeys, uh, tell us a little bit about the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. Yeah. So I'm actually drinking one right now. Um, <laughs> so we just had our January outturn and I'll talk about that in a second, but I kind of have to gush on this whiskey that I'm drinking right now because it is so fantastic. <laughs> so if anyone's listening for the January outturn, we put out this nine year, um, Abunahaven and it is from a first all hogshead ex Oloroso cast and it is bloody fantastic. Um, we had our outturn preview tasting last night, and everybody was gushing about this whiskey, and I drove last night, so I did not do any drinking, and I hadn't tasted any of these yet, and I'm finally getting to sit down and taste this whiskey, and I see why people went crazy for it, because it is bloody fantastic. So, <laughs> sorry, I had to go on it? a little tangent no, no, there. No, 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 I'm, I'm glad you did. so good. <laughs> what, what cask is it? So, it is 10.162, and it's called Big Wave Sofa. And it's it is so it is so good. Huh. Like I'm so, gonna I'm buying a bottle of this. <laughs> not, okay, I, I see that right now. Big wave sofa. So so yeah, so so talk a little bit about, you know, kind of what Scotch Malt Whiskey Society does and, and then I wanna get into the naming that you do of all these whiskeys because of everyone out there, you guys are the most creative, and I'm just blown away. I mean, you need a book of all your labels and descriptions. Right. <laughs> they are fan. That is true. <laughs> so, um, you know, the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society is a membership-based whiskey club that creates this, you know, really kind of magical community of, you know, 
whiskey lovers from people who are just getting into whiskey to, you know, hardcore, you know, whiskey aficionados, you know, and everywhere in between. And we put out single cask whiskeys from over 130 different distilleries around the world. So also, so on top of doing, you know, just single cask whiskeys, we do, um, we bottle cognac and rum and Armagnac and we, you know, focus on some of those other single cask spirits from, you know, other parts of the world. So we put out single cask, you know, whiskey and the beauty of a single cask is that, you know, it is extremely limited. Roughly, we only get about 250 bottles per cask. And once they're gone, they're gone forever because you can never recreate it. And so the way I like to look at it is these are like little snapshots in whiskey time that we have bottled to put out for our members to purchase. And you can't find any of our whiskeys in bars or liquor stores. You can only get them if you are a member of the society. We should do this. Yes, I think I think that would make a great tasting. Absolutely. You know what? I f- if we could only find, let's say, six flavors. Yeah. To do a <laughs> tasting with. Yeah. Uh, I think we should. That's Maybe a good idea. Do you think? Do you have anybody in mind to who we should uh, invite to, to to explain who these whiskeys are? I think so, Jenna. You want to <laughs> come to Bakersfield? <laughs> I would love to come to Baker. Well, so yeah, <laughs> single cask. Touch on that a little bit, because you know some of our listeners may not really understand that term and, and what it means. So, what do you really mean when you say single cask? Yeah, so a single cask is really exactly you know a single cask. It is one cask that is you know bottled. Um, typically, when you go buy, let's say, just a standard expression off of the shelves. Um, typically that is, you know, many, many different casks that are blended together from the same distillery um, to create a consistent flavor profile. So, you know, when you go buy your Macallan 12 year or whatever the case is, um, you know that that's going to be a very consistent flavor that you're always going to get when you purchase that, you know, bottle over time. So with a single cask, it is unadulterated whiskey. It is just pure whiskey straight from the cask into the bottle. There's no water added. There's no coloring added. It is just the purest form of whiskey that you're able to get. I always tell people it's like putting a straw in a barrel and just sipping whiskey, you know, straight out of a cask. So Yeah, yeah we call that Tuesday. See, okay. Yeah. I'm, you know, <laughs> we all have different names for it. <laughs> But right, so so with that, I, I, and I think that's an important point you just touched on is right. A lot of things you find on the shelves at stores they're, they're blended for a very consistent product, which is good. There, there's times right. I want something yeah. very specific, and I want Absolutely. I want to know exactly what I'm getting, and I want that flavor profile, and I pull it off the shelf because I know that's what I'm going to get. But there's Absolutely. there's other times where you want something that's outside of the box, so to speak, or. or the mystery. The mystery. Right. And, 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 and that, know, I think – oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, that, I get really that excited. to me, is, is what makes a lot of what the Scotch Want Whiskey Society does so fun is because you're getting all these samples from all these distilleries, and it's always something different. Right. And that's, that, too, is what I love about the Scotch Want Whiskey Society is that you get to have – whiskeys from so many distilleries that sometimes we have whiskeys, you know, that you'll never find on a shelf. 
you know, we have whiskeys from distilleries that don't put out standard bottlings. They only sell the, you know, independent bottlers or, you know, there are whiskeys that, you know, very rarely put out, you know, a single cask or a single malt. So it's it's really exciting, you know, to be able to have, you know, kind of access to all of these whiskeys that, you know, normally you wouldn't be able to, to taste. And so, you know, and, and too, the beautiful thing about a single cask is that it's like a one-time kind of freak thing. It's not anything you can really control. It's not something that you can recreate. And so it's it's kind of like a surprise. And, and I love that. I love being surprised. That's why I got into whiskey because, you know, I tasted something and I was so surprised. So that element of just always kind of being on your toes is, is something that I really love. Yeah. Now, will you ever do any additional barrel aging or you just buy the cask and, and bottle it? So I, I don't know, you know, really what the bigger plans are, you know, for the year. But I know we have some really exciting kind of off the wall things coming that I cannot speak of yet. All right. But um, <laughs> just stay tuned. <laughs> we we like surprises. That's good. So okay. if I may, on on this notion of these of these different. Uh, individual whiskeys and and uh, the single casks and that sort of thing. Has there ever been a situation where they where the whiskey society has had such a popular whiskey that they've gone back to get another barrel to see if they could replicate that very same flavor again? Um, you know, I don't know if they do that because they know that you really can't do that, that you're never going to get the same thing twice. And so, for example, there, there's a, there's one of my, my favorite society bottle that I've ever had, and I've had lots of society bottles, was um, from Loch Lomond. It was a Loch Lomond and an ex-Sautern cask, and it is the most magical whiskey that I've ever had from the society, and I love it dearly. And this was, you know, this was many outturns ago, so it's, it's been long gone, and, um, Recently, we just put out another one from Loch Lomond called Red Carpet Welcome. Mm. I don't know if either of you tasted that whiskey, but that bear, that cast that we bottled for that particular bottle was laid down on the exact same day as my favorite whiskey from Loch Lomond mm. from a few outturns ago. So the, the, the specs on it were almost identical. It was ex turn. It was distilled on the exact same day. It just, you know, went into two different barrels. And it is a fantastic whiskey. It is so beautiful, and I have it here, and I love it, and I visit it often, but it's just not my favorite one. So in your opinion, I'm sorry, in your opinion, what makes this particular whiskey that you're enjoying tonight five-star? It has, so this is from our, so we have 12 flavor profiles that we kind of break everything down in. And so we have young and sprightly, we have sweet, fruity, and mellow, we have spicy and sweet, spicy and dry, we have deep, rich, and dried fruit, old and dignified, which usually has some fun whiskeys in it, we have a light and delicate flavor profile, Um, we have a juicy oak and vanilla flavor profile, Um, we have oily and coastal, which is my favorite flavor profile, Mm -hmm. and then we have three, the last three are all different levels of peated whiskeys. And so the oily and coastal flavor profile, I love because those are the types of whiskeys that I really like. I really like chewy, viscous, coat your entire mouth, 
you know, flavors just clinging to every nook and cranny of your mouth. I, I love whiskeys like that. Um, and that this is one of those whiskeys. This is just a really just bold and chewy whiskey. And it's from, so it's from Bunahaven. And it's, I don't get peat on this. Um, I just get that kind of salty, creamy, just mm. beautiful Oloroso-y magic that just takes over my entire palate. And I, I love that. I love whiskeys like that. So that's fantastic. Tim? Yes, sir. We need a drink. I agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, right. So, touch a little bit on the the labels and naming. Right. Big Wave Sofa. And I I, I pulled up a little bit yeah. of the description here just to read. I mean, they're just they're brilliant, right? We sat back and became enveloped in a tide of comforting caramel sauce and smoked almonds. Waves of thick cut marmalade crashed into salted licorice. I mean, these how are do you really, write this stuff? This, this is, is great. This is whiskey poetry. So we, yeah, it essentially it is. You know. Robert Burns lives, and he works yeah. for the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. <laughs> so we have a tasting panel over in Scotland who they blind taste everything. So they never know what it is they're tasting. They just rely on their palate, you know, to know if a whiskey is good enough to go out to be bottled. So they're the ones who come up with these brilliant, you know, tasting notes that I love so much. I think if more things were described like this, I would be more inclined to buy things. Like if they described dresses like this, I would probably have five closets full of different dresses because, you know, when you read these these notes, they they kind of, you know, get you a little like emotional. Like, oh, I, yes, I, you know, I love pillows of figs and prunes encased in a pleated sheet of crystallized orange, you know, like that speaks to me. Yes. So I I I think it's a it's brilliant and I and I love this about the society is that you know we don't put distillery names on our bottles we give them well I don't I wish I had that job but they the panel they give you know these whiskeys a really kind of fun and cheeky name and they give them these really just kind of wild and you know fun tasting notes and yeah. it's up to us to decide whether or not we like it without you know really knowing where it comes from. Now, how do people become members of the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society? So that's the easy part. Um, to become a member, you can go to www.smwsa.com, and you can sign up to become a member there. All right. And we'll put a, a link in the podcast here for everyone, too. Yeah. So membership is 99 bucks, and that covers you for the first year, and then it's $70 every year after that. And with that, you know, you get... Um, discounts on events, and we're doing lots of events, which is, you know, pretty awesome. We do, I do an outcome preview tasting every month here in Los Angeles. And so when you're a member, you get a discount on those tickets. Um, you get the unfiltered magazine that comes to your house, which is pretty awesome. I've learned, you know, lots of morsels of good information from that magazine. And then you get the key to Whiskey Wonderland, where you get to, you know, have the opportunity to purchase all of these casts that, you know, we're putting out. And we put out anywhere between like 15 and 20 different casts a month. Um, and when those whiskeys get released every month, that's what we call an outturn. So when you hear people talking about the outturn, that is the day that all of these whiskeys get released to our members to purchase. Oh, and fantastic. I think my favorite part about the society is that, you know, we're a small team and, 
you can just pick up the phone and call us. You know, if you have a question or you really loved this nine-year Bunahaven and you want something similar to this, so where do I go from here? And we can kind of guide you through, you know, what it is we have and try and really tailor your experience to be, you know, as intimate as, as it can be. So I, I really love that part of the society. Cool. Have there been any uh, books you've been reading, whiskey books or publications that you enjoy? I don't think I've actually gotten to reading any books as of late. Um, And so I don't have a good answer for you there. I do have quite a good stack of whiskey books here that I reference quite often. Um, The Michael Jackson books are always really great. They have really great information about different distilleries and that's been really helpful just in my, my journey, you know, and learning about these whiskeys. But um, I have not been reading much as of late. <laughs> right. And just out of curiosity, um, sure. on, your, on your account, well, first of all, how do people get a hold of you or, or follow you on Instagram? So on Instagram, I'm at WhiskeyAgoGirl. And that is uh-huh. whiskey spelled correctly with no E. <laughs> and the Irish would uh, <laughs> tend to argue that that's okay. I don't know. Go? I'm I'm going to Ireland in a few months, so I'll go and, and argue with them over that. <laughs> <laughs> over a drama whiskey. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm at Whiskey Go Girl on Instagram, or people can email me. You can reach me through email at Jenna at Whiskey Go Girl, or you can reach me at Jenna at smwsa.com. Great. And just out of curiosity, because you mentioned that you review a lot of different whiskeys, do you review any whiskey accessories? Whiskey accessories? Well, for example, this past Christmas, because I've got a lot of family members and friends that know that I'm involved with Bakersfield Whiskey Society, and Tim, if I get another set of whiskey stones... (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to kill you because I think I've got like nine sets now in my closet. They're great for skipping across the pond. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's what I'll use them. Or put them in the slingshot. You know, but, uh, I think I but, have the, two sets in my freezer. <laughs> <laughs> but as, as, far as, what, well, as far as your reviews go, are there any particular accessories, whiskey accessories, that you particularly prefer or enjoy? No, you know, I think the only accessory that I really would use or that I enjoy using is a glass. And some of my favorite whiskey glasses are from Denver and Lily. I love their whiskey glasses. They do a really beautiful job. I, I when I, I like I don't prefer drinking out of a Glencairn glass. It's actually one of my least favorite glasses to use. Um, I have a big nose, and so when I drink it, it always hits my nose, and I don't like that. Uh, (laughs) And two, I like like a glass that feels good in my hand, and I really like the way that the Denver and Lily glasses are shaped and the way that they feel in my hand. Um, Another great glass is from Aged and Ore. They they make a pretty cool kind of double-walled glass that I really enjoy drinking from. And other than that, I, I just like a good just rocks glass without the rocks. So there you go. That would be that would be it. Okay, cool. And then who who do you look up to? Who are some of your influencers and and the people you follow and you enjoy listening to? Oh gosh. I mean my my biggest influence is 
Jen, Jennifer Wren, who is the ambassador for Glenfiddich. I mean, she, I've just always really looked up to her and really admired her for, you know, just as a human being, she's, she's just amazing. And, you know, as, as somebody in the world of whiskey, listening to that woman talk about whiskey or break a whiskey down is just so fascinating. And I could listen to her, you know, lecture on for hours. She's, she's really brilliant. And, um, I'm really grateful for her and, and her contributions just to, to this industry and to this community. So she's probably at the, at the top of my list. Mm-hmm. But um, there are so many other great, great people out there. You have Allison Park, who she is the founder of Bren, the, the French whiskey. And she is just, I mean, a powerhouse. She is so inspiring. She has built that entire, you know, business from, from the ground up and, She's she's done it all by herself, and that's really admirable. And she does it so well, and she's she's a brilliant just kind of force of nature. If you ever get an opportunity to meet her, I highly recommend mm-hmm. doing so. And then you have you know great minds like Heather Green, who is you know this kind of again force in the whiskey world. And there there are some master blenders like Rachel Berry that I really look up to. I I would love for her to take me under her wing and just teach me everything that she knows. I would, I would love that. And uh, I think if I, I had a moment to sit with anyone in the whiskey kind of industry, it would have to be Jim McEwen. He's, mm. he's like my Brad Pitt of whiskey. <laughs> yep. He's yeah, he is. If I could just get like 10 minutes in a room with that man, <laughs> just to sit him down and just to pick his brain for 10 minutes, I'd pay good money for that. Yeah, what would so, you ask him? Gosh, I don't, I don't even know. I, I haven't even thought about that because I don't even know if it's ever going to happen. <laughs> so well, you, you need I, to be I don't prepared know. Because one know, of these days I, you're going to be in a room and you're going to have about thirty yeah. seconds. You know, or maybe it's, he'll it's come up to Bakersfield sometime. Yeah, that that <laughs> would be. <laughs> you know, it's, dream big. It's it's funny when when you meet these people. It's. It's, I remember meeting Dave Pickerel for the first time and getting to sit down and talk with him. And I don't even know if we really talked about whiskey. We just talked about life and, you know, just who we were and, you know, what makes us, you know, people. And, and that was, that was beautiful. And I, I love moments like that where, you know, it's like you go in and it's like, oh, I have all of these questions that I want to ask. And, you know, I'm going to get so much from asking these questions. And then you go in and you sit with somebody and you don't talk about any of those things. And you leave that experience going, holy shit, like that was, that <laughs> was so much more than I could ever imagine it being. And so I, I like to just kind of take things, you know, at the, at the whim of, of life yep. and just kind of run with it. And sometimes being prepared is not you know, the best. That's true too. But right. You went back to the the community aspect again, which, you know, we enjoy so much. And I think that really is the the common thread through a a lot of the whiskey aficionados out there and people who really love this, this beverage is it's the community, the people, it's, and it's the connection that gets to take place over a wee dram. And so, hey, yeah. this was such a, a pleasure to, to talk with you, and we're looking forward to having you up here in a couple of weeks to, to sample yeah. some Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. 
Thank you for joining us. Taking the time out of your busy schedule to give us your two cents worth and your inspiration. And and like I mentioned before, the insight that you gave us on how the process that our members can go through and properly test a whiskey and taste a whiskey and not take it on initial face value, I think is key. And, and your contribution, I think, was very helpful and very insightful. Well, good. I'm, I'm very glad to hear that. Thank you very much. All right. Well, hey, make it a good night and uh, keep enjoying that big wave sofa.